0: morning brothers and sisters is everybody ready to hear more about jesus we sung that hymn this morning more about jesus you know i confess i need to hear more about jesus i'm convinced that the church today needs to hear more about jesus i never get tired about hearing about jesus I, i hope that that's your confession as well on these things Today, I want to declare that Jesus is the head of the church. He's the head of the church. The key verses here being Ephesians 1, 23, but also uh, primarily Colossians 2, verses 18 and 19. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the father that in him should all the fullness dwell. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the head. We are the body. We are the body of Christ. We are members of one another. But more importantly, our identity isn't in one another. Mm -hmm. Our identity is in him. Mm -hmm. Think for a minute about your own body. How does it work? Each part of it serves a different function. You have different faculties of sense. You have touch and taste and smell and hear, hearing and sight. You have different capacities to walk and to carry and to hold and to utilize and to jump and climb and run and interact But these faculties and capacities are not in every single part of your body. For example, the eye can't hear, but the ear can. And the ear can't see, but the eye certainly can. The hand can't walk like the foot. And the foot can't grasp like the hand. The arms can't stand like the legs. And the legs cannot carry like the arms. This doesn't mean that one part is better than the other, or in other words, any less needful. You need every single part of your body. If, if you've ever been handicapped for a specific amount of time, you know what a great hindrance that that can be. If just one part of your body is handicapped. Paul said, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. This is because your your body depends on one another, that your body works together in harmony and in unison towards a task uh, profitable for the entire body, directed by the head. It is an interaction, an interaction between your body parts or members towards a common goal. I'm going to give you just one example of such a thing. If your body needs nourishment, your stomach can certainly feel it. It it can sense that. It's probably the first thing to sense that, that your body needs nourishment. It sends a signal to your head and says, hey, the body's hungry. Your head makes the decision to feed the body. Let's make something to eat. Uh It directs your feet to walk to the refrigerator. Your eyes seeing the way to go, Mm -hmm. seeing if there's any obstacle in the way. And your feet and your legs are directing the course. They're working together. The eyes spot the refrigerator. The arms are brought to the refrigerator, not by themselves, but by the feet and the legs and the eyes working together, and they reach out towards the handle. The hands now, with the added assistance of the arms, can grasp the handle of the refrigerator, the fingers wrapping around it, and when a firm grip is established, the arms can then pull the door open. Your head tells the eyes to look for food and directs the rest of the body to follow suit. The eyes spot the food, and once again, the arms reach and the hands grab. The head reminds the body to check for spoilage, and the hands and the arms bring the food to your nose, which smells the food to see if it's fresh enough to eat. And when it's agreed by the head and by the eyes to be so, it directs the feet to walk over to your microwave with the assistance of the eyes once again while the head calculates the amount of time needed to prepare that food. The arms and the hands then are involved in placing the food in the microwave oven, and the fingers press the buttons to correspond to the time given by the head. The food cooks, and when it is finished, a timer goes off, signaling the ears to notify the head that it's ready for the next step. As the arms and the hands interact to remove the food, the nose can smell and confirm its completion. And the head signals the lips and the mouth to blow upon the food, lest the tongue be burnt. And when the hands and the arms bring the food to the mouth. The tongue tastes the food, which is then confirmed by the nose to be good and nourishing. And as it is eaten, the stomach is eased and it sends the signal to the head that it is full. Now, I know that that might have seemed kind of long and drawn out. But the point is, when somebody says, I was hungry, so I made myself something to eat. There is much more involved in that. There's much more involved in the motions of a body in that statement. There is much more involved in, in your day-to-day life, in your body, than, you, than most people would give thought to. See this, I was hungry, so I needed something to eat. It involved a request to the head. And 12 members of the body working together in unison in complete harmony in a series of tasks directed by the head to receive the nourishment that the whole body needed. So when we say the church came together to pray for Brother Given, see, a lot more is involved in that than just what's on the surface of that statement. If the physical body then is so interactive... And so knit together, and there's a unison there, then the spiritual body, which is certainly greater in every aspect than the natural body, must be then even more interactive and knit together. Now I'm laying a foundation here for us to properly consider Christ, who is the head Of the church. Jesus is the head of the church in that he directs the members of the body. See, there are members who can perceive a need, can, can really perceive a need, and they may be the first in the body to perceive that need. And they make a petition to Christ, which is the head. And Christ then directs the members in a way that they are able to appropriate the grace of God, divine nourishment to guard against external danger, to advance in the faith for increase, increase in knowledge. We are knit to one another as the body is knit to itself. Can you smash your foot without the whole body reacting to the pain? Nope. The eyes were not smashed, but now they are weeping on account of the foot. The mouth was not harmed. But it begins yelling and crying. Why? It's connected to the head. See, we're talking about Jesus is the head of the church. Now, we could certainly continue about the members of the body. But I, 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 want, to fo- I want this to be the focus on the head. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the head of the church. It's direct, we're directed by the head. So we're, we're united. There's unity not because we're focused on unity. There's unity not because we're focused on one another. There's unity because we're focused to the head. We're we're connected to the head. It's because there's a singular head in Jesus Christ that that we're able to stand. You know, Jesus said a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And so a church divided against itself cannot stand either. Yeah. A church that's looking to another head can't stand. You know, when I was a kid, there was, an act, uh, there was an outdoor activity that we would do called a three-legged race at the daycare. And two children would stand next to each other side by side. There would be one here and one here. And they would tie the right leg of the one child to the left leg of the other child. And two teams would face off and they'd run across the field. And usually it didn't, especially if this was the first time you were playing this, the, usually the first time it wouldn't take more than two or three steps and they'd end up on the ground. Why? Because there were two heads essentially trying to control one body. There were two different minds. There were two different signals. To see, there wasn't a singularity. But see, those children that excelled at that, they excelled at being able to run in unison with one mind. I'm talking about Jesus being the head of the church. See, we've been given the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2.16. Jesus is the one directing the church. See, God has set the members in the body as it has pleased him. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. And it pleased God that in his son should all the fullness dwell. See, we're talking about the singularity. And he has set Jesus over all principality and power and dominion. In other words, it pleases God that Jesus is the head. Yes. This, is, this Jesus is the head because God's appointed him to be the head. He's made him both Lord and Christ. Does it please you that Jesus is the head? Are you pleased to look to him? Uh See, anyone who has a different mind than him or who is looking to another head, which is no other head, see, they're actually fighting against what God has ordained. Mm -hmm. They're fighting against what Jesus is doing in the church. They have actually resisted the only one that God is well-pleased with. See, Jesus is the head of the church in that he has all authority. Mm -hmm. This is a God-granted authority. See, it's Christ's church. It's not the pastor's church. It's not the people's church. It's not the community's church. It's not the organization's church. It's not America's church. It's not the Pope's church. It's not really even my church or your church. It's Christ's church. Christ is the head of the church. I'm not the head of the church. You're not the head of the church. Christ is the head of the church. It primarily belongs to him. Jesus is in charge, so to speak. The doctrine is Christ's doctrine. Anyone who attempts to oppose the leadership of Christ or the doctrine of Christ will do so at the ex- ultimately at the expense of their fellowship with God and ultimately at the expense of their salvation. They are among those who have said, We will not have this man to reign over us. They have rejected the one sent by God who has authority over all. Now, I highly doubt that someone in the church will stand up and actually say, we oppose Jesus. Such a thing would would be unthinkable. Nevertheless, many people say it with their actions. They say it with what they're holding to. What are they holding to? Are they holding to the head? Or are they holding to something that's not the head? See, that these things are revealed by the things that are emphasized, by the methods that they might turn to, that are, that are contrary to the things that Christ has set up. For instance, there are many in the church today that have taken up institutionalized approaches to godly living, whether they are step-by-step programs, or systematic routines or rehabilitation and recovery programs within the church. I'm talking about employing the wisdom of men according to the counsel and wisdom of men to escape from sin. See, these things are all caused by a turning from the head. Now, how do, how do we know this? Because Christ has given us true liberty. He is impl- Christ has implemented a new and a living way. It comes forth from a new heart. He's given us a new nature. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He says in 1 John 2, 27, that will teach you all things. See, these are the things that Christ has implemented. Christ is the head of the church. See, things like church counseling and Christ has sent the comforter. Christ is, Christ is called the counselor. You see, these things have caused many to seek wisdom from men instead of God. And why? Why is that? Such a person has turned from the head. See, community, political, and other temporal focus is contrary to the a- apostolic direction of setting our affections on things that are above and not on things that are of the earth. See, that's, the, the apostles weren't directed by themselves. The apostles were holding to the head. There are youth in street ministries that have dumbed down the language of the gospel, that the gospel is Christ's appointed means to sustain the church, yeah. See, there's growth planning and church marketing. There are are seminars that men are given on how to expand the church, how to grow the church. And there's all these how-to's, how-to's, step-by-step. But remember, Christ told Peter, he said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. See, Jesus, Jesus told the apostles, he didn't say make churches, He didn't say plant churches. He said, make disciples. That's what he told the apostles, make disciples. See, these things and many others are contrary to the doctrine preached and lived out by Jesus and the apostles. So these things pull away from the head. He said, let no man, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels intruding into those things which he hath not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding to the head that's the reason not holding to the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God so if the church is ever going to is ever going to increase, is ever going to grow, it's because they're focusing on the head. They're, they're, they're holding to the head. Increase is only possible to those who hold to the head, Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about the head, we're not just talking about authority. I want to make that clear that when we say Christ is the head of the church, we're not just talking about authority. We're also talking about his federal headship Mm -hmm. that is coming from or descending from or bearing the traits of Christ himself. Mm -hmm. See, we're his children. Mm -hmm. We're his progeny. As far as humanity is concerned, there are only two federal heads. There's Christ And there's Adam. Those who have descended from Adam bear Adam's likeness. And those who have descended from Christ bear Christ's likeness. And God has rejected Adam's race. See, Adam's race is composed of sinful flesh. That sums up Adam's race. But see, those who are in Christ are a new creation it's a new cre- it's a it's a new a new breed of humanity speaking as a man if you are in christ and in the church there is no jew or gentile mm-hmm. there is no bond or free there is no male or female why because christ is the head of the church and we are in him see the ultimate distinction with god is christ or adam That's that's the distinction. And God is not doing anything outside of Christ So, see the church cannot focus on anything outside of Christ. So that's see, that's holding to the head. God's not doing anything outside of Christ. He's written off Adam's race and he has given the son the charge of bringing many sons to glory. See, Jesus has the charge. He's entrusted all things to the Son. See, faith is authored by Jesus, and He's finished. it's finished mm-hmm. by him. Grace is dispensed by Jesus, along with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. See, Jesus is mediating the new covenant. He is interceding for us. Mm-hmm. He is our great high priest and physician and counselor and king. You see how these things all these things are all pointing to his headship. Mm -hmm. He commands peace. He can keep you from falling. If he wasn't the head, he wouldn't be able to keep you from falling. But he is the head. See, in him, the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere else that you need to go other than, than the head he is Christ the head of the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn of the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence for it please the father mm-hmm. that in him should all the fullness dwell mm-hmm. he's the head of the church Jesus is the one doing the main work mm-hmm. see we've rested from our from our labors we've rested from our works see our works of righteousness are as filthy rags right. see Jesus is the head he's the pri- he's God's primary worker we follow him okay. it's is there disunity it's not time to focus on unity it's time to focus on the head which unifies there's a unity in Christ Is there confusion and strife? See, turn to the head, which nourishes, which ministers nourishment. We were made, we were made for each other, but we were made as an interactive body. We're the body of Christ. And one last thing I want to consider about this is Jesus is the head of the church. Like a husband is the head of the wife. Not, not in a, not in as in a, in a domination kind of a sense, as in a nourishing, as in a loving, as in a caring sense. See, there is a, there is a reverent and a holy submission present to our relationship with Christ, as as a as a wife's relationship to her husband, and as a husband's relationship to his wife. Jesus provides for and cares for, and loves his church. There is no excuse for the church to turn away from the head. He's not a hard taskmaster. He's a loving and a nurturing and a caring husband. Like a loving husband, he has provided for his soon-to-be bride. He has even sent letters to the assemblies that were led astray that they might endure and awaken and repent and redirect their focus. You can read them in Revelations chapter two and three, loving, caring letters sent by the head. And one day, brethren, we will be at the marriage supper of the lamb. See, we are the bride of Christ. So focus on Jesus, focus on his person, Focus on his working. See, everything that's in Christ is for our ultimate benefit because we are the body of Christ. He is the head. And I praise God that he's given us such an apt and capable leader, such a loving and wonderful Savior as Jesus Christ, the Lord. The body of Christ is of Christ indeed. It's members all centered in his unity. For God has declared Christ's authority. It's doctrine from him, not democracy. Jesus is the head, the firstborn of the dead. For us he bled. Now don't be misled by those who trust in men instead. Be directed by and don't deny the son in whom God's placed on high. In him confide. We are his bride the ones for whom the Savior died. Draw near his side, in him abide. He is the head, that is no lie. He will direct, he will protect, and in that day will resurrect those who with this head connect. Eternal life, his bride, his wife. He made us new, his word is true. He's working through both me and you. There is no gender, Gentile, or Jew. Let us keep this head in view. He'll make the increase evermore. He'll show us all about the Lord. He'll guard his saints and keep their feet through members working, feeds his sheep. Jesus, the head, the firstborn of the dead, for us he bled, don't be misled by those who trust in men instead. Be directed by and don't deny the Son in whom God's placed on high. Thank you, brethren.